putting medicine on them. I said, this is easy. I'm as smart as these ranchers. I can do this too. So we built a, a fence out at my ranch, 35 acre, large ranch. Built a fence out that one part of the pasture that wasn't uh, blocked off. I had 35 acres, beautiful grass, trees for shade in the summer and, and protection during the winter. Had a cool spring-fed pond. Man, it was a pretty ranch. What bull wouldn't want to be there? I thought, I'm as smart as these guys. Surely I can make a living, too, out of this. I thought, well, my taxes are $2,000. So if I have four calves, fill, fill them out, feed them out, and sell them, I can pay for my taxes, and it's a wash. If I have a few more extra calves, say if I have two, three, four more extra, that'd be eight calves a year, I could buy my feed, my shot, my hay, and everything's, I won't, I won't lose any money. I'll be a wash. I'll be successful like these guys. I'm talking to this rancher, Carl Grimes. He said, boy, I got the bull for your ranch. This is one of the finest bulls you'll ever buy. Sold. He delivered that bull out to the ward ranch. Let him in the gate. He was massive, big, muscular. I said, man, that, that's the bull for my ranch. We're going to make some money here. And he gets off out of that trailer. Carl Grimes just smiles and waves and leaves. He said, wait, shut the gate. I don't even think he waited until I got the gate shut, and he was gone. I think he was headed to the bank real quick to, to cash that check. That old bull, beautiful, 35 acres, grass. Oh, it was a beautiful pasture. Cool, clear water. He wasn't interested in my pool of cool water. He wasn't interested in my grass. He saw cows three pastures over. Hey, bull, look what I got. Grass and, and water. He walked through that fence. He, he just walked through that fence. What are you doing, stupid? He walked through my neighbor's fence. He walked through two... He was just dragging fence posts behind him. Yeah! I said... It took longer 
for me and Mr. Grimes to load that bull up in that trailer than he stayed on my ranch. He was more interested in what was in the old pasture than my beautiful grass and my cold spring-fed pond. He didn't want any of that. He wanted what was over there. That was the end of my ranching business. I said, give me my check back. <laughs> you can have your bull. I ain't got a fence that keep that bull in. He was, he was a pretty bull. If this camera was working, you'd see how pretty it is. Real pretty. Muscular. Of course, this was plagiarized. This wasn't the bull I actually bought. But that was the prettiest bull we could find online. Jesus comes. And he's teaching his disciples. And he's teaching in the synagogue. And he's telling them how he is the good shepherd. How a good shepherd takes care of his sheep. A good shepherd takes them out for feeding, for watering, protects them against all kinds of foes. Wolves, lions, bears. Bears eat sheep? Hmm. Who had to kill a bear and a lion to protect his sheep? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, Shepherd David. Shepherd David. Before he was king. Before he was king, he was a shepherd of the family flock. His older brothers were all fighting the war. But little boy David had to stay home and keep the sheep. And he says, one day when I was out watching the sheep, a lion came and tried to steal, the, tried to steal some sheep. Oh, I had to kill him. And a bear came. I, I killed that too. Protecting the flock. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd and I protect my flock. I take care of them. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. So not only do the sheep have to worry about wolves, bears, lions, they have to watch out for thieves who are trying to sneak them out. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. And the gatekeeper opens the gate for him. And the sheep listen to his voice. 
He calls His own sheep by name. By name. The shepherd knows his sheep. And leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice. They know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Here is an example of Jesus speaking spiritually and man thinking earthly and not thinking and hearing the words of God. Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. The hired hand cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Christ used sheep and shepherd multiple times in his ministry to convey the relationship that he had with his believers, with his followers. 
with his disciples. He says, this is the kind of relationship I have with my sheep. Now sheep, they're just interested in grazing and water. Oh, a blade of grass. Hmm, that's, that's good grass. Good grass. But I'm comfortable because I'm amongst all the sheep. Oh, blade of grass. Ooh, y'all, y'all missed this one. I got a good one. Oh, oh, oh good grass. Mm, I'm still comfortable because I'm amongst the flock. Oh, grass. Look, oh, y'all didn't. Y'all missed this. This is a good one. Back off. I'm, 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 uh, oh, I'm still comfortable because I'm with the flock. Oh, piece of grass. Oh, look at the grass. Ooh, there's grass over here. I can still see you, so I'm okay. I'm comfortable. Oh, look at the grass outside this fence. Ooh, I still see you. I'm still safe. Oh, look at the grass. Oh, yeah. Good grass. Ooh. Oh, look at the grass out here. I still see the griffins, so I'm okay. Oh, no. I can't see anybody. I. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Shepherd. Shepherd Eric opened the door for me. Sometimes... We're smarter than sheep, aren't we? We're supposed to be. But too many times, oh, look at that. That's a pretty toy. I think I want it. Or, yeah, I want that position. They can call me Dr. Ward. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor of P.E. <laughs> yeah. Then they'll call me Doctor Coach Ward. Yeah. And then they'll like me. Hey. Or sometimes we're like that bull. Mmm. There's some pretty cows over there. Mm-hmm. Think I might just go over there and strut around. Sometimes Satan throws out there. Hey, that woman laughed at my jokes. She thinks I'm funny. My wife quit laughing at my jokes when we got married. Or my husband never notices how hard I work in the mornings to look like this. But the people at work, those guys, oh, you look so beautiful. New pair of shoes? Oh, that's great. New purse? Oh, do you notice? Oh. And we fall for the worldly attention of flesh and not stay focused on the spiritual. Sometimes we're chasing the wrong piece of grass. Satan makes it always look better 
on the other side. The old pasture is looking mighty good. Sometimes we're not any smarter than sheep. And we find ourselves away from the flock. We find ourselves out of the protection of the shepherd. We no longer can hear his voice. We no longer can see the sheep. We've gone so far out that we are amongst then those that wish us harm. The wolves, the bears, the lions, the thieves that wish to kill and destroy. We are safe when we are with our shepherd. But too many times we like sheep find ourselves going to the greener grass. Technology is awesome. It's great. But it also can be Satan's quicksand. Most everybody has one of these. And on that, you can do some mighty godly works. Sending out messages for the church to have a service day. Oh, we need prayers. Gina Houghton is over in the Philippines. Let's still keep her in our prayers and thoughts. Oh, we've got a work day. Oh, we've got a women's day. We've got great things in the church going on. Lots of great ministries. Oh, and this technology can be used so good for God's kingdom. But while we're looking through the godly messages, whoo, whoa, whoo, hey, that ain't godly. How'd that get on my phone? Has anybody ever seen ungodliness on their technology? Yeah. Pops up all the time. An item that could be used for good can so often be quicksand spiritually for us. That brings us in and draws us in to look at and participate in ungodly. You ever see anybody bragging on there? Oh Lord, look at how good I am. I am so good. Boasting about things they do. You ever been on there and seen the lust of the eyes? Ooh, I wish I could buy that. If I had a million dollars, I'd be happy. I could buy everything on Amazon. Or the lust of the flesh. It's out there. And anybody can get to it. With just 
one of these. Now, Lloyd Parker, you probably haven't ever seen anything because you're so technology. But things do pop up on your phone. <laughs> he has a smartphone. But, but it can trap you. And it can get us. And it can cause us to stumble. And pretty soon we'll find ourselves out of sight of the flock. And outside of the safety of our shepherd. Here's something to think about. We could be sitting in here and still be outside of the flock. Oh yeah, I come every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night. I'm here. My body might be in the pew, but my heart and my mind is in the other pasture. We might be here filling a spot, but we don't remember a word we sang just a while ago. What was that song we sang? Oh. Some of us need to make sure that we're not only just being here in attendance, but we're here spiritually. Not, I love the Lord and the Son. Oh, yeah, so <laughs> Yeah. Deep down in my heart. Oh, another one. Sorry. Sorry, God. I've got to answer this. And I'll listen. Sometimes our grass that we're chasing is what I want and not what does God want. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. have to do it old school and look it up in the Bible because we had it up here but it's not showing up there 1st Peter chapter 2 verse 9 verse 9 but you are a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Once you were not a people, we were in the old pasture. 
But now you are a people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Which war against your soul. Abstain from sinful desires because they are warring against our souls. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good works, good deeds, and glorify God on the day that he visits us. Continue to live good lives amongst the pagans so that when Christ comes, glory will be given to God. He says, I urge you as foreigners and as strangers in this world to abstain from the desires which war against our souls. Jesus said it in John 10, the thief comes to, to steal, to steal the sheep. The thief comes in and tries to steal the sheep to destroy them, to kill them spiritually. James reminds us that those of us that are strong spiritually need to help watch over each other. It is not just the preacher's responsibility to keep the flock back in the fold. It's not the preacher's job. Yes, he is responsible for the sheep. But that's not the only person that should be taking care of their sheep. Well, you say it's the shepherds, the elders' jobs. They're the ones that are supposed to go get the sheep that have wandered off and have quit coming to church and have started seeking after worldly pleasures and temptations. Yes, it is the shepherd's jobs, and we should be looking after those that have left the flock. But it's not just the preacher and it's not just the elder's responsibility. It's each one of us in this room. We are accountable to each other. And if I, as a member, see a sheep going over the hill crest to greener grass, it's my it's your responsibility to go over and say, Hey, buddy, 
This ain't going to give you happiness. This is not true safety. This is not where you're going to find your meaning of life. Come back with the flock. He says, be careful. Be careful when you go out to help sheep that have wandered away. Be careful lest you get trapped and lose your way back. He says, those that are spiritually strong, it is our responsibility to help the flock stay true to God. As long as we are with the shepherd, we are protected. He will kill the wolves, the lions, and the bears to protect us. He will take us out to feed and water. Two scriptures left. Two scriptures left that I want to share. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans 12. Let's read 1 and 2. 12, 1 and 2. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Paul writes, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your fleshly bodies, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God which is your spiritual worship. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will I remember growing up praying God what is your will for my life what is it show me a sign I know you don't speak verbally anymore give me a sign what do you want me to do with my life give me guidance He says, don't be conformed like the world. Renew your mind. We used to live in pleasing flesh. We used to live to please what I want. I want to be happy. I want food. I want drink. I want what toys I want. I want whatever I want. God says, now, let's transform that mind. 
that used to think, please this, please this. And now, let's please Him. Let's get our eyes off of pleasing flesh and please our God in heaven. He says, that is the renewing of your mind. No longer do I find boasting and pride and arrogance and lust of the eyes and lust of the flesh, things that I chase after. Solomon said it was like grasping after wind or air. I want this. And you can't ever have it. He says, give up the fleshly desires and seek after godliness. God gives us what we need to live. He gives us what we need to live and to have it full and abundant. He said, I came to give you life and to give it abundantly. But too many times, Satan says, sure was fun back in the old days. Sure was fun living wild and crazy and partying. Don't you want to go back to that old pasture? And Satan is constantly trying to get us to go back and to have a longing for the old way. Remember a woman in the Bible that longed to look back? Mm-hmm. Lot's wife. God said, leave this town. I'm about to destroy it. Take your wife and your daughters and leave this place and everybody that will follow you. As they were leaving, as she longed to go back, to look back. Oh, I wish I could go back to the way it was. And she turned to a pillar of salt. Can you hear the shepherd's voice? Don't chase the world. Don't chase after the pleasures of this life. Don't chase the pleasures of the flesh. He says, come and follow me. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Christ says, come unto me. All who are weary and burdened, and I give you rest. He says, if you are tired of chasing after this world, if you are tired of chasing after popularity, fame, power, fortune, money, lust of the eyes and lust of the flesh, if you are just wearied and heavy laden and sick and tired of trying to bear the load of pleasing flesh. He says, shut that off. Come to me. My burden is light. 
says, get rid of the heavy weight of sin that burdens us down trying to please the flesh. And he says, take on my load. Take on my load. Be yoked with me and let's pull this load of life together. Christ protects his sheep. Christ knows his sheep. And he calls them by name. And we listen. And we hear. Today, there might be some of us that are in the pews that, like was mentioned earlier, are here in flesh, but we've let the cares of the world pull our heart away. And our thoughts and our worries, our concerns, are all about what's outside. Some are the sheep that have totally quit coming. Do we know of sheep that aren't here today because they've gone over the hillside chasing other grass? Yes. There are sheep that's not here. There's also sheep that have never made Christ their shepherd. They're just wandering around like sheep without a shepherd. As Christ said when he was going through the towns and he wept, he said, these are sheep without a master, without a shepherd. And it hurt him. There are sheep in this world that are not listening, have not heard Christ's voice. And that's our responsibility as believers to share the good news Say, hey, have you heard the voice of Jesus? Have you heard the good shepherd talk? That's our responsibility. If it is convenient, we'll be standing here. We often have those that meet in the back for prayers, but we also offer the opportunity to come forward and ask for prayers of the congregation as well. If you find that you need, because of burdens that you have filed on your own back, of making decisions of pleasing and chasing after this world, that the burden is too heavy on you, it's time to release that burden and come back to Christ and take His burden on. If you've never put on Christ in baptism, there's no better time than this morning. Don't leave this building out side of Christ. Jesus is calling. He's calling me. Stay faithful to Him. And you hear the shepherd's